It's episode 1095, and it's the Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, is Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. What up, doe? And right down the road, our managing editor, downtown Emily Brown. Hey, y'all. Uh, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up, uh, we talked to Cody Carnes. He has a great new worship uh, album coming out this, this week. Uh, you don't want to miss out on that conversation. We also have a... Uh, back to back to school themed game happening at the end of the show you don't want to miss as well um have y'all noticed real quick before we move on that i half my finger is oh, heavily man. bandaged have you seen this what what it has made there? my life my the tip of my index finger is heavily heavily bandaged i um I can't type very easily with nine fingers. It is made, you know, you realize when you injure your fingertip and you work with your fingers that um, it's a major inconvenience. What Here's what happened. I didn't think some things through, okay? So I, I live on a lake and the, the lake had kind of gotten a little overgrown. The reeds had gotten pretty tall. And I was, I've been planning all summer long to get out there one Saturday afternoon and get the electric hedge clippers and just cut them down, lower sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I went this weekend to do that. I finally had had enough and I was like, I can't believe it's already August and I haven't done this yet. I'm going to do it. So I couldn't find the, the hedge clippers. I couldn't find the electric hedge clippers. And so I got a chainsaw and a machete and thought I can improvise. Sir. <laughs> One in each sir. hand. Sir. So, so I go down sir. to the, I go down to the are, waterfront. They're, they're not even in the same family. Of, they cut stuff. Of, they cut They cut stuff. So oh, no. I go down there to the waterfront and I'm using the chainsaw for the big ones or whatever. But I'm like, I just need to clear out the brush. So I get the machete and I go and swing real hard in my, with my right hand. I'm right handed. And my left hand received the end of the machete. It split the end of my finger like a hot dog bun and i mean it, it was bad and so Sir, uh, you are not from montana you are from <laughs> orlando florida yeah. why do you have a machete <laughs> because, I don't, because i have stuff to cut from time to time i don't know when you're in the I hardware store and, and, and you walk by the machete section you're like you know what i probably need this for my home. I'm probably but, gonna need one yeah. of these Why, yeah i'm gonna buy the boring tool for? like the level exactly that I what for. i used it for cutting down brush that's no, what i used it for you need it to charge your hedge clippers and wait when i go to the hardware store you waited a whole summer you couldn't have waited three hours <laughs> i know man for the hedge clippers hey, to charge I'm, up. hey if you heard the last show we talk about that moment of immediate regret as the machete is swinging and I'm realizing <laughs> this is going to land on my other hand. I had that moment of clarity, but I could not Yo, stop the momentum. I, I am yeah, not a man. handy person at all. So whenever yeah. I go to the hardware store and I reward myself by making an adult purchase, like like a level or something like that, that you should oh, just okay. have. I was gonna say, you got to clarify what you mean by an adult purchase. Yeah, so I was like, hey, okay. buddy. All right, yeah. A tape measure, because <laughs> usually I'm just eyeballing stuff, you know, but it's like, no, I'm going to be yeah. grown up here and I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah. yeah. I reward my, the job i reward yeah. myself by buying one awesome tool that also happens to be it <laughs> need to say i got five, five machetes right now so uh. <laughs> yeah man anyway so my finger hurts a lot i'm probably gonna lose the fingertip so yay 
my my I'm gonna have typos, Emily. I warned. I'm just warning you now. Are you serious about losing a face? No, you're not. Uh, it's it's black and hardening, so probably. Did you go to the doctor? No, I will. I, I cleaned it. Will I, you I, go after the finger has fallen you, off? What, how Whoa. about when we get done recording this podcast? I, I think it's too late how at this point. That's why. It was four days ago. Here's the th- it was four days ago. Go to the doctor. You know, the it's longer not you wait, the longer I've kept it, it takes. I kept it clean. I've kept it clean. It, it was gushing. I'll send y'all pictures oh. if you want. I was gushing blood for days. It was terrible. You need stitches. Well, That's yeah. what you needed. Stitches. It's, it's, it's stopped now, most Mostly, although I did, you can see it's coming through again. Like it's it's still bleeding. Really all right. Latravius yeah. spray. <laughs> Strang. Bro. Yeah, I know. Y'all play with y'all. Y'all play too much for me, bro. I ain't even. You'll be all right. You. Hey, but you, you know what? Me. My lakefront looks beautiful. That, that, that got Covered all the reads. The, the, view, the view looks wonderful. So You just had to pay with your fingertip. You know, they God, yeah, God is regenerative. He restores our soul and our fingertips, our flesh heals. We're good. You said Wait. that it's rotting away. <laughs> It'll be okay. Listen, that's nothing. what black and hardened means. It means that it's Wait, okay, so you away. cut your finger and you went and bandaged it up. And then did you go back outside yeah. and finish doing what you were doing? No, no. I was done for the day. I okay. floated in the pool for a bit. But well, yeah, I was done there, for the day after that. You didn't I know. float to the doctor? <laughs> no. Listen, did you get chlorine in your finger? <laughs> No, no. It's not wild. Cool, but Man, wild. Listen, if there's one thing I know about treating deep oh open God. wounds, yeah. it's nothing yeah. like a little urban lake water and drainage runoff. <laughs> Wash that thing right out. Just Wash the, it right how, out. Water's how water. How are you still water's alive? Water's water. Right, Jesse. Jesse, he's already be okay. He's Something eating that Diablo, Jesse and drinking I, Diablo it's, sauce. It's, just <laughs> something that Jesse and I have have in common is I grew up. Yeah, I grew up in Metro Orlando, but we were living up in the suburbs and I had 80 acres of woods behind my house. Yeah. So snakes and bobcats and vines everywhere. Dude, I would, and I was an only child for most of my my uh, growing up. And so uh, I'd go out with a machete as a 10 year old and just climb trees, cut vines, swing like Tarzan through the woods. I set the woods on fire a number of times but like i there are times i'd pick up a log with machete in hand i'd pick up a log and there's a coral snake coiled up coiled up underneath it you just have to Those immediately are very poisonous dude you learn you have to chop its head off immediately before it even knows what's happening so i'm i'm machete and vines and snakes and i'm an expert with machetes so i didn't i wasn't you worried about just it just chop the coral snake pause head you, off. you have to you just referred to yourself as an expert with machetes is that a personal correct like certification did anyone ever tell you in my own head because i grew up with machetes as a child Mm -hmm. and used them extensively i have my ten thousand hours with machetes i thought cleaning up my lakefront with a machete be no problem you know it's been a few years a little rusty and uh machete i didn't do yeah no it was a clean machete (laughs) thankfully but when i have a job that requires two machetes it's often like I have a couple moves I use. One is kind of a double yeah. chop type of thing. And I yeah. just come. You do the Edward Scissorhands. One is a helicopter spin. And uh, <laughs> I found both of those very effective. You're like a ceiling fan. For, there for, you go out for there. a variety of chops. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Like I said, we have a good show. Moving it along. Stay tuned up next. It's Slices. Why you?
You're listening to Adam Melkor. The song is Why You. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen Season 4. Episodes 1 through 3 of The Chosen Season 4 are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for... Slices! What do you have, Jesse? <laughs> I have a very strange campaign uh, from a company called um, uh, Right Brand Bacon. And they say they make bacon the right way. And it's W uh, R. I G H T. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not familiar with this particular brand of bacon, but uh, that's why they came up with a campaign like this because uh, (laughs) they want to reward excellent bacon. Now that is the product that we all like to consume at at breakfast and uh, you know on, on our BLTs, but also people that happen to be named bacon um they are having a contest right now where if your last name is bacon you can fill out a form and submit a video to talk about why you are deserving of ten thousand dollars um just for being a good representative of bacon and actually four people all you got to do if your name is bacon Go submit a form over at betterbacons.com and let people know why why you are a good representation of the word bacon because by factors that are of no control of your own, that is your last name. So You, you, You know about the name thing with Subway, right? We covered this, but there's an update. Okay. So mm-hmm. we covered this about a month ago. Subway did a promotion this summer. They're doing a contest that if you will be willing to legally change your name to Subway, you will get sandwiches for life for free. Okay. How long does my name have to change? <laughs> you go to the courthouse. They will pay for the legal fees to legally change your name to Subway. I legit but your, name is your first name or name can it be changed. your last name? As long as... I don't know. Emily, you wrote the slice. We posted this like a month ago. I know. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> exactly. I, I just think somebody has to be pretty. Maybe your first name. Like maybe, McLovin, maybe. maybe but maybe know? it's, yeah, maybe it's one name. You just have to yeah, now you be. Like McLovin. You're yeah. called Subway. Anyway, <laughs> 10,000 people applied. I wish 10, I knew. I'd have did 10,000 people applied I'd so they get free it. Subway I'd for life. i consider that. Have you been really? to Subway recently? It's not cheap. Oh, they... Like really, I, I bought. I, I came. <laughs> I got one. What happened to the five dollar foot longs? They oh, don't do anymore. Inflation. Oh, yeah, we're long gone. Yeah, thanks, thanks, uh-huh. thanks, Bidenomics. Those are long gone. <laughs> 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 no, they haven't served a five like sub of the week, five dollar foot long. The subway stamps, dude. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. you're you're living in the past, man. Like, I haven't been to subway since college, man. They haven't been doing I mean, that since there's, Netflix. There's so was many better sandwich VH. options. All right. Well, agree to disagree. Um, they have they don't they don't have sandwich makers. They get sandwich artists working there, Cameron. And give me Jersey Mike's any day. Uh, Jersey Mike's, fresh oh. sliced right in front of you. Mm. Yeah, well, good stuff. Yeah, Subway anyway. is, is still unassailable. Give me Publix. 
But oh, yeah, Publix. I, will. I came home. Yeah. I came home with a foot long Subway Club, no extra anything. It was over twenty bucks. It was like no. I might as well go to a sit down restaurant. But you know, that's what? more than Publix. That's crazy. I was satisfied all day. Yeah, it was, a, it was it? an entire foot of of deli meat. I still think the bacon thing. You should be able. You have. You should change your first name to Bacon. Like, because no, it's if your name is Bacon already i mean isn't it? It, yeah I know, but it, i think it, right it should now, only be people whose first name is bacon to see if there's I think anyone it should be, there. i think it should be people whose last name is bacon who are willing to also change their first name to bacon so that you can bacon, only bacon. be named bacon bacon i like it and then we'll I, give I like you ten thousand dollars all right what do you have derek so this one is a little bit heavier but it's pretty near and dear to my heart so two-thirds of two-thirds of american families have admitted to have an addiction affect them. So mm. either actually being addicted to drugs or alcohol or having a family member that's addicted to drugs or Two alcohol. Thirds. Two wow. thirds. So yeah, I've, I always feel like this one always burdens me a little bit because I, I know, you know, obviously when you think about black people on the war on drugs, like at, it was criminalized, but now two-thirds of Americans now is not just isolated to black communities so now it's a mental health crisis you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and it's really it's for me it's really near and dear because that's how my dad passed away he OD so it's mm-hmm. like just different people in my life that I know that are either addicted or OD'd etc cetera, etc cetera. but I just want to put this out here for people that are struggling with that or you know that our families because people don't know how much that affects the families as well dealing Mm -hmm. with somebody with addiction just making sure that you know you're not alone you're not unseen and 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 that there's no shame in actually going to go get some help if you're you know struggling with addiction or you got a family member that's struggling with it like this is an epidemic that we all got to reach in and wrap our hands around our, our family members that's struggling and try to get them some help so yeah Man. Uh, all right. What do you have, Emily? Um, I want to end things on just a good note. Um, there's a new study that came out that found that performing acts of kindness improves your mental health. Um, oh, and it that. really is just this idea. This is true. This idea of like, if you help someone, um, it kind of gets you out of your own mindset and it um, reminds you that there are good things happening in the world and you're also part of those good things happening. Um, And like, there's a lot of things, you know, we can do to improve your mental health, but one of them is just do an act of kindness for someone. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a big life-changing thing. It can literally just be, I don't know, opening the door for someone. Like it just, doing something to kind of get you out of your own mind helps improve you, your mental health and reminds you of, the world around you is not always terrible. You know, I can, yeah. I can test this. I, the other day I noticed that an elderly neighbor of mine, their shrubs were overgrown without even asking. I came over and spent about 90 minutes wildly flailing around their yard, <laughs> spinning using the helicopter method with two machetes while they just looked out the window. Now, even though their face looked horrified and confused, <laughs> It warmed my heart to know. Those shrubs were significantly, significantly. That's why your mental health is so good. Chill out. I felt great after. I felt great after. And then I waved bye bye with the machetes to. I waved bye bye to the neighbor with the machetes as they stared at me, and then I disappeared. 
Um, it just felt good, you know. It felt the Cameron, Cameron scissor hands. Like I said, some, and, and and I think it's better to let your action speak. So, like I said, I said nothing before or after this incident, um, and just wanted them to know that you know, just experience an act of kindness, even if that act of kindness was a strange man flailing around with machetes in their backyard for a bed the better part of an afternoon so I actually, I, I'm realizing I need to leave machetes alone because I do I have a v-shaped scar on the same finger where when I was a kid in the woods I found some bamboo rods and so I cut the bamboo down and I decided I was to whittle it into a fishing pole whittle. so you know they have all the shoots you know and so you're like cutting the shoots off with the machete and so I'm holding it with my left hand the base of the bamboo and I'm cutting the shoots with my right hand down and the, they shoot gave and the machete went right into my finger bone i could literally see the bone but i would get in trouble because i was 10 i should have been playing with machetes and so i never told my parents so i have the scar so this one finger has been attacked by machetes twice so probably so maybe we've learned a lesson here that we're not actually a machete expert <laughs> I have machete experience. How's that? Hey, no, no, but not you positive experience. Are mutilating yourself. <laughs> Just one finger. Wait, you Just know one what? Finger. A good I act of you kindness. Don't want your, you want nine fingers? That's no, what you're telling I'm, me. No, I don't. I, I'm really mad at myself. You should right. perform an act of kindness to yourself and not pick up a machete, and that will improve your mental health and physical health. I think. And my finger health. Yeah, yeah, yeah for Just sure. Just a tip. Okay, listen. <laughs> you got you got one mind to keep healthy you got 10 fingers so <laughs> live your life is what I'm, that's all i'm saying so you're saying i should go clean up the lakefront of all my neighbors because it's the same reed system that's exactly i'm going to take i'm going to come to your house uh-huh. and throw your machete in the lake in the lake yeah yeah that's it, what i'm gonna do it'll wash up on the shore but it'll be rusty but i'll go ah it's already it's right here i'll just use it anyway i found i found sometimes rusty machetes are even more effective so (laughs) (laughs) all right that'll do it for slices make sure to check out relevantmagazine.com every weekday where we're covering more stories like that um okay stay tuned up next cody carnes joins us Listening to Bakar, the song is right here for now. Well, Relevant has a lot happening this year, and we don't want you to miss a thing. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com, and we'll send you our top five trending stories into your inbox every weekday. We'll also send you a weekly uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes, some uh, fan extras, and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year. Make sure to sign up. It's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. Well, our guest today is Cody Carnes. He's a worship leader at the Belonging Co. in Nashville. He's the husband of Carrie Job, and he is releasing a brand new album this Friday called Firm Foundation. Uh, we sat down with him to talk about the message behind the new album and how he hopes to build up the church with a new movement. Here's our conversation with Cody Carnes.
chatted on God is Good, right? I remember. We did, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. um, you recorded both of that album and this new one yeah. that was recorded at TVCO, right? Yes. Yeah, and I actually recorded this album before God is Good, the night before. <laughs> so, oh. Yeah. So, so you've been sitting on this for a while. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was kind of intentional that way. I mean, I feel like that is still a long time, though. Are you ready to just, like, have this album out there and yes. these songs out there? Very much so. <laughs> it, it's been, it's, you know, it's, it's interesting tension because I, I, I love God is Good, and God is Good but it still feels like a new album, you know? And so it's been that weird tension of like, oh, I can't wait for these Firm Foundation songs to be out. But at the same time, I don't, I like don't want to, I'm not ready to say bye to God is Good necessarily, you know? Because usually what, as an artist, when you're releasing a new album, you're like, oh, those songs are so old. I'm so tired of them. I'm ready for the new thing. It's like, no, I, everything still feels fresh, you know? And, and when I'm leading the songs on God is Good now alive, it feels like people are just now kind of, attaching to them and singing them and you know so it's yeah it's been really really interesting as an artist to experience that yeah that is interesting um do you feel like since you recorded them so close together do you feel like these albums are like similar are they kind of related or do you feel like they're very different i you know i think they're similar in the fact that they're live and they're congregational songs i mean that's really the heart of them they're for the church um i do feel like they very much took on their own kind of um you know uh, for lack of a better word they took on their own kind of brand and vibe and you know uh uh, you know, I think uh, God is Good has this kind of this, some of this grit to it, you know, and it, it really kind of was portrayed and basically like, you know, turning the whole room, uh, like turning into into just like a club vibe with all the black fixtures and the and the rock and roll, you know, vinyl bl- banner up, you know, and um, it, it did kind of have this like kind of this grit to it where I feel like Firm Foundation, it, the Firm Foundation feels very like centered for the church um and just these these like really like church congregational songs uh, i think is there like a message or something that kind of like ties the songs on firm foundation together there is you know and i would say that the messages are somewhat connected to the, to the two albums um you know god is good was written out of uh, I basically wrote, I don't know if I told you this last time because I don't think I was ready to talk about it, but I wrote the, the basically the title track, Good, Can't Be Anything Else. I, I wrote it, it was the first song I wrote after my dad passed away, which was the hardest moment hardest moments I've ever walked through in my life. It was very sudden, very tragic. Um, so, and basically six weeks after that, I wrote Good because I I felt the presence of God so strong in that time. I'm in my deepest moment of grief, and at the same time, I'm feeling the presence of God stronger than I'd ever felt it in my life. So it was like this crazy contrast of, I don't like the hard season I'm walking through, but at the same time, I wouldn't trade the presence of God in this season for anything. And I just had this revelation of just God, Jesus as the comforter, walking me through you know that season and just how good how good God is that we can go through those really really hard times and he's not distant he's near uh, is near to the brokenhearted he, he rescues those who are crushed in spirit Psalm says you know and so good was the first song that I wanted to write because I just wanted to tell God how good he was in a really hard season 
And I also have learned that that we're not meant to set up camp in those moments of disappointment, in those valley seasons. Yes, we're going to experience them, but we're meant to pass through them. And I've learned that praise is really helpful to pass through them because God's goodness is true regardless of what anything looks like. And if I can if I can connect my my soul to praise God for His goodness in those seasons, it helps me just pass through those valleys. I don't I don't set up camp in that disappointment for years and years and years and years. It doesn't fester, you know? And so that's really God is good album is that. And in the same way, Firm Foundation is, it's it's a collection of songs. It's very similar. You know, Firm Foundation was the first song I wrote in the pandemic. It was like October, 2020. And so, you know, when we're all feeling the things that we felt, when we're all feeling the uncertainty, uh, I mean, I was like on the verge of a panic attack for a couple weeks there. And Firm Foundation was the song that, that I woke up one morning and God said, uh, you're going to sing your way out of this today. And I said, okay, how are we going to do that? You know, almost kind of sarcastically, like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, what, what what's happening? Yeah. I don't want to have to do anything today, you know? And, um, and he started giving me the, the idea for firm foundation. And as I'm writing it, I'm literally watching my heart turn from full on panic anxiety to just joy in chaos, peace that makes no sense, like the song talks about. And then, you know, connecting it to the scripture and the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 6, when Jesus is like, you build your house on me and what I've taught you and who I am and my nature and my character, you build your life on it. Everything can come against you and you will not go down, you know? And so it, it, they're they're very similar in that way, you know? And and there's there's songs on this that are, you know, you know declarations of the authority of the blood of Jesus, there's songs like Bless God that is kind of that same thing as God is good where I will bless God at all times in every season. His praise will ever be on my lips because it's just so good for the soul, you know? So they're, they're a lot connected in that way. They, they came out of the same 18 months of my life, uh, which was basically pandemic and losing my dad and just a lot of hard things. Um, but, you know, it, they came out, I feel like like some rich soil of walking through some hard stuff and clinging to the promises of God, you know, in those seasons. It's really beautiful to hear how these songs have already impacted your life um, and just your your walk in these last few years. Um, what do you hope people take away when they hear these songs, like for their own life? Mm, I think I think it is that those lyrics and from Foundation. I've still got joy and chaos. I've got peace that makes no sense. I won't be going under. I'm not held by my own strength because I've built my life on Jesus. You know. That that really is the theme. You could you could pick out any song of this album, and they're all they're all different, and they all have they're all written around very different scriptures. Um, but you know, I, I hope that it's an album that just encourages people uh, to pass through the valleys, to pass through you know whatever 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 they're walking through, to be encouraged. I hope it I hope it leads them in those praise moments. 
in those deep moments in the presence of God, um, you know, that, that really is, that's the prayer. That was Cody Carnes. Make sure to check out his new album, Firm Foundation. It comes out this Friday. Also coming out on Friday will be the rest of that conversation with him. Uh, there will be an interview over at relevantmagazine.com covering a bunch of stuff you did not hear on the show today. All right, check it out. Stay tuned. Up next, it's Degree of Wisdom. Yeah, yeah, six years later, can't explain it. Look at where we at. Yeah, I've been drowning. I've been asking why we're caught the loudest. If we were never lost, then we would never know what found us. No wishing no fountains I just remember the mountains Moving when we were surrounded How many times he found us Yeah He said his love regardless He will work it all together Like he promised If I don't get it Lord Please help me recall this And now I You're listening to KB and Lecrae The song is Miracles Today's show is brought to you In part by The Chosen Season 4 of The Chosen Is coming to theaters Nationwide On February 1st And this season has everything, clashing kingdoms, rival rulers, and when they're threatened by the reality of Jesus's growing influence, religious leaders do the unthinkable, choose to ally themselves with the Romans. As the seeds of betrayal are planted in opposition to Jesus's message turns violent, he's left with no alternative but to demand his followers rise up. So get ready, relevant podcast listeners. February 1st is the big release day. Go get your tickets now at thechosenriseup.com. Okay, well, right now, think about it. It's late August. Uh, people are going back to campus. College students are going back to school. College football is about to ramp up. Um, you know, high schools are kicking off. So we thought we, what we would do is a life advice call, uh, segment on the show because a lot of you guys are starting up a new semester, new year. You have some questions, concerns, fears. And we, we got wisdom out the wazoo on this cast. And so we thought we, you guys could ask us the things that you want to know. And we've been there, done that. We can help you navigate this season of life. It is time for Degree of Wisdom. Mm. All right, so this is you guys. We hit you up on social media, and you send in questions for the cast about you know all the stuff, me. all the stuff you're doing. Well, we've been this talking fall. this whole what? episode about how wise Cameron and Jesse are with their machetes. So Jesse, Jesse has done college better than any person I know. So if you have any college life questions, this is I'd the, love to the, help pe- you. the people yeah. to ask. Jesse, yeah. how do you feel about that all endorsement? Right. Um, I, I feel like I'm. The prize that hasn't been articulated earlier by more people. Um, <laughs> it's weird Twitter bio. All right, here we go. Uh, Carrie, Carrie said she's on her own for meals for the first time, uh, going off to campus, going off to school, and she wants to know: Is it okay to just eat cereal for dinner three times a week? 
Yeah, yeah absolutely. What, well, yeah. yeah. What, what possible? What possible ramen and cereal? Ramen and cereal is all all you eat the yeah. first year of college. Yeah. yeah. But don't be afraid to throw I, in some I, I actual like protein. Just just a pro tip. No. Oh, sorry. Let's hear from Mr. Diablo himself. What do you have to say, Jesse? How did uh, how did y'all make ramen in your dorm rooms? Did you have hot plates and junk like that? Because I. I had to get more inventive than that. Had a microwave. How did y'all make ramen? I, I did you see? We weren't allowed to. I had a hot Listen, plate. I scrambled eggs on a George Foreman. Yeah, don't Come play on with I me. made grilled Dude. cheese with an iron, like a clothing <laughs> iron. And I'll say this: the, with yeah. a little butter on there, my clothes smelled delicious. Too people, I'd walk in a room, people were like, "Oh man, someone, someone making, someone making rolls." Grilled cheese. Yeah, it's yeah, amazing. I, uh, I had like a mini uh, coffee pot in, in, my, in my desk in my dorm room. And so I would put the ramen noodles in the coffee pot, run the hot water, you know, the, the coffee would pour onto it and made a, and you could just use the coffee carafe as a bowl. So, it's so perf- why didn't they let you have a microwave and why did they let you have a coffee pot? Because I was in a very old dorm and the wiring couldn't handle everybody having microwaves. And so they, you were allowed to have like a little coffee pot and nothing else. So the- we had a microwave the microwave was already in our dorms but the way that it like where it was it was kind of like bolted into the wall so i guess so we couldn't steal it which makes sense um but they placed it in the worst spot because it was right in front or right underneath the smoke detector and so many many times at like 2 a.m we would all have to leave the dorm building because someone burnt their popcorn and then opened up the microwave and it set off the smoke alarm well, that's like, why we took our smoke smoke alarm <laughs> down after a little uh, smoke grenade incident. That's problem yeah. solved right there. No grenade? Problem solved. Yeah. Uh, it w- I, I'm, I can't remember how we came upon it. Just don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> I'm worried. Anyway. I'll say it. <laughs> All right. Brian just graduated, and he's uh, concerned about how to start tackling his student loan debt. Mm-hmm. He asked, because uh, it's going to, payments will kick up, yeah. I think, in October. Um, he asked, how can I manage my finances while working towards a debt-free future? This is probably more of a Derek question. Well, the, uh, the sarcastic answer is a lot of prayer. <laughs> yeah, for real. That's, that, that's is your last name Bacon? It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot Subway of has an opportunity. Subway's doing this. Yeah. That's the sarcastic answer. But the, the practical answer is going to be, honestly, it's just going to be taking time and chipping away. I would say that the the le- the less debt that you can accrue, the better. You know, for me, what I've done with my debt is I took the, uh, the debt snowball approach that Dave Ramsey talks about, which is pay off all of your smaller debts and then take the money that you've used and then just make it a bigger payment on the biggest debt and then take that money and then put it towards your student loan. That may take a longer time, but I think that's more practical. But I think the main thing to do is as right now, if you're like, man, I want to tackle student loan debt. The main thing that you need to do is to make sure you're not accruing silly debts like, you know, man. Even for me, I know I didn't ha- I didn't have a car payment. I bought my first new car like two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was because I was just taking that money and just 
paying off all of my debt. So now I'm very liquid. So now I can go get a car without having to feel stressed out. So hopefully that helps out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steven, have, you heard, has, he says, has this person heard of NFTs? Uh, just throw it out there. Brian, Good. Brian. Whatever you do. <laughs> Brian, don't, don't listen to Jesse. <laughs> do not listen to what he just said. <laughs> All right. heard, Steven, Steven says, I'm over halfway through my degree and realized I want to do something totally different. Should I change my plan or just stick it out? I get mm. Look. I, I think we've had I think we've discussed this at nauseum. I've never asked anyone that degree does not matter, man. Just finish it out. Don't incur more. To Derek's point, more student like debt. Don't add years on to your college. Just graduate. Your college debt. Nobody cares, Just get man. It. Nobody cares. I, I will say, and use it, unless you're doing like a complete, you know, like if you're going to. You were a teacher, and now you want to be a doctor. Maybe get a few years of education in there. Yeah, but. Well, yeah, yeah. The only, the only, that's why I would say the only thing that I would say is worth changing your degree for is something that you can absolutely use your degree for. Now, if you're like, ah, I was a teacher, but I want to be a philosopher, and yeah. I want to go to school for philosophy, do not do that. Just see it through, <laughs> do whatever. But if you're like, man, I want to be a dentist, well, yeah. then... Yeah. You got to change it, yeah, uh, because that ne- absolutely needs to. Depends on what country. So, I'm just throwing it out there. Anyway, continue. Whoa, what? What country? <laughs> no, mind. no, mind. we can't go there. <laughs> there's some unlicensed. There's some. There's some countries that are friendly to unlicensed dentists. That's all I'm saying. I think I'm more concerned that you know that. Like, not that that's a thing, but the fact because that makes me think you've Off-book looked into dentist? it. So I don't need the and, government and, uh, telling me who can and can't work on my teeth. Okay, Emily. <laughs> All right. I need a fancy Erica, piece of paper telling me. Erica didn't quite understand the assignment. She apparently has had a rough go of it with her college dating life. She says, here's her question. Where are all the brave men? She goes, I I won't go on a rant, but I do notice a lot of Christian men who are afraid to pass the friend threshold. This is why so many women date non-Christians, because Christian guys rarely can just keep it casual and go on a date, give it a chance. What are your thoughts on this? Erica's had some stories, I'm I'm sure. I'm not trying to be funny, but this reminds me of when the girl says, where are all the guys with no girls? Uh-huh. And then there's like the guy makes the chart and he's like, <laughs> I think like this is one of those situations, but I don't know Erica's situation. So I'm, Emily, you want to toss this one out? <laughs> yeah, I mean, she is speaking a lot of women's truth right now. Um, no, <laughs> I mean, just to be honest, like, yeah, there are plenty of there are plenty of single guys I know that it's like they're being told. I don't know. <sighs> I have a lot of thoughts about this. Um mm. Yeah, it is. It is interesting. So I, I think I've talked about this before. Like I've never dated a guy, um, and it's not because I have not put myself out there. It's because that feeling hasn't been reciprocated, and that's fine. They're lost. But um, it is frustrating because it's like I think, I think so many women. It's like they just want a chance to go mm. on a date with a guy, and there's so many guys that it's like they don't even giving the chance for a date. Um, whereas I feel like women that's why they end up dating non-Christians. Cause it's like, well, at least I'll give it a chance. See if there's something there. It is weird. So wait a second. So what you're saying, I, I, I need to, yeah, my brain needs to, cause I've been married for yeah. 15 years. So I'm out the game. Sure. Right. So what you're saying is that Christian men are afraid mm-hmm. to date 
mm-hmm. while guys that aren't Christians are more afraid or are more open to dating someone and and building a well, relationship. I, with I think it's because because that, that's crazy. Because I'm thinking to, in my mind, I thought that Christian people got married a lot earlier and quicker in that in that. So I'm like. But I think I, I, I think the growing up in the church, you know, you're told like, hey, if that's not your wife, that's somebody else's wife. Keep your distance unless you know. And like whatever. Whereas oh, non-Christians are more okay, like, hey, yeah, okay, we can go out and okay. date and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not that serious. We can have fun dating, getting to know each other. Like Christian guys are told like, no, nah, until you know who God called you that she's she's the one. Don't don't act like she's attractive. And I think and so, women so are also taught like, I mean, I know that we're also taught like being intentional and, you know, looking for the right guy but you get to a certain point where you're like okay well none of the Christian guys are asking me out but this guy who's not a Christian but he's not a bad guy he's asking me out I'll give it a shot because I want to be in a relationship like it's just like yeah I, th- I want to go out I want to be taken on dates yeah. like and all the Christian guys won't ask me huh. is this a derivative of the the purity culture yeah pushback is this was that kind of where people are at now is like I think it's a factor um yeah. I think yeah I mean I think that there are a lot of lessons we were taught that at their core, I understand where they're coming from. Like, I, I think that there is still, there were some good messages taught in purity culture. I think, but. I think love is blind pods at Christian colleges. Okay. <laughs> we all know, we all know the pod yeah. situation, right? It's a great, I, d- I don't, I haven't watched it. What is it? Oh, oh, the little rooms where you talk, but you can't see each other. Yes. We've seen marriages okay. result. Have we not? Yeah. I think Christian colleges need love is blind pods where you can where, mm. where singles can meet in an, in a, in a, in a non you know I think Christian colleges are fine getting people married. I'm talking about non Christian colleges, <laughs> churches, church. I'll go as far as to say churches. The singles in, ministry needs love is blind pods. A room of just love is blind pods in, exactly. in, in okay. churches. Problem All right, solved. Well, you know what? I like this. Maybe we'll come back to it in a few weeks. Uh, that's degree of wisdom. Thanks for sending in questions. Uh, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Cody Carnes for joining us today. Make sure to check out his album, Firm Foundation, comes out this Friday. Um, and also, like I mentioned, we have a whole bunch of interview that we uh, had with him. It was great. We just didn't have time on the show. So we're going to run it over at relevantmagazine.com, which we're doing more of now, by the way. So if you hear an interview that you like, just know that there's a lot more where that came from, and we have it over at the website website uh also while you're at the website check out the summer issue of relevant we have a great cover story with lauren daigle we talked to faith leaders like christine kane judah and chelsea smith artists like arizona and naomi rain it's a great collection of content we'd love for you to check it out help us get word out share it um tell us what you think um if you're somebody who likes to pay for their content because you hate ads and you want a better reading experience we got you we got you covered relevant plus is just that you get a premium reading experience uh, you get an, an enhanced edition of the digital magazine ad free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com plus all of our mag archives you get an ad-free version of this podcast, an exclusive weekly subscriber podcast, and more. Plans start as low as two fifty a month. We'd love the support. We think you'll like it. Uh, you can check out all the information uh, on the Relevant Plus tab over at relevantmagazine.com. Also, I mentioned it a couple times, but we are still looking for a podcast editor slash video editor for this show, part-time uh, slash freelance. We're looking for a social media content uh, manager. We're looking for a project manager. Uh, all the information is at Relevant Media Group com, our corporate page. Uh, the jobs are right there. You can apply right there on the site as well. If you're really good at what you do, we'd love to hear from you. Okay. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. 
I'm Derek Miner. I'm Emily Brown. We will see you on Friday. Have a great week, everyone. listening to the relevant podcast check out our features interviews and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com and make sure to follow relevant on facebook twitter and instagram for the latest for more great podcasts browse the shows on the relevant podcast network which you can find at our site and while you're there don't miss the all-new era of relevant magazine a new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com felt great after. I felt great after. Relevant Podcast Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.